All right. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you with us here today for our Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer around God's Word. It is Monday, March 21st, 2022, and our catechesis today will pick up where we left off on Luke, uh, uh, actually not where we left off, we left off with John's Gospel, Uh, we got up to um, Palm Sunday, basically, and uh, now we're going to pick up with basically Monday, our Monday, their Sunday night, or our Sunday night, their Monday, um, with the preparation of the Passover. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, our memory verse is John 17, verse 17. Uh, Say it after me. Sanctify them by your truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Your word is truth. John 17, verse 17. All right, let's try saying it all together. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. John 17, verse 17. All right, our psalm for this week is Psalm 25. Uh, You'll recognize portions of this uh, if you were in church yesterday or the week previous, um, because portions of it have been used the last couple weeks. All right, and maybe you can note where uh, I might do that for you tomorrow or something when uh, you can actually see me. (laughs) All right, let's pray Psalm 25. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust, let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to, the, to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my guilt, for it is great. O, who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Consider how many are my foes and with what violent hatred they hate me. O guard my soul and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. 
Amen. All right, our first reading today um, is the Passover according to Moses, Exodus 12. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male a year old, uh, of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the door, two doorposts and on the lentil of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh of that night on that night, Roasted in fire, with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it, with a belt on your waist, with sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste, it is the Lord's Passover." For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall be to you a memorial, and you shall keep it, as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. All right, so now you've got the background of the Passover. Um, Now we're going to hear the Lord begin to prepare it. Um, If you want to follow along at home, if you've got a Bible, grab your Bibles. We're going to be in Luke chapter 22, um, starting in verse 1. So grab your Bible, I'll give you a second to do so. Um, That way you can follow along and I can ask you questions from what you see there. Again, Luke chapter 22. Matthew, Mark, Luke, New Testament, Gospel, chapter 22. All right, I'm going to read it while you're finding it. Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. So he went his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him to them, and they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he promised and sought opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of the multitude. Then came the day of unleavened bread when the Passover must be killed. And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us that we may eat. So they said to him, Where do you want us to prepare? And he said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house which he enters. Then you shall say to the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large, furnished upper room there, make ready. So they went and found it just as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. All right, very good. So hopefully you found Luke chapter 22 uh, by now. (laughs) And uh, it's a question. Of course, what was the feast of the Passover? Which is why I read to you from Exodus. Yeah, this was the feast when they celebrated the Lord, what, 
delivering them from slavery and bondage in Egypt by way of the Passover lamb, which the angel of death passed over them, right? Good. Uh, what did the chief priests and teachers of the law want to do? See this in verse 2 of chapter 22. Yeah, they sought how they might kill him, but uh, why didn't they just do it? <laughs> uh, note it's not because it wasn't lawful for them, but notice they feared the people, right? The charade would be up. The people would see them for who they are. It's always a danger for those in authority um, that people find out, find out all their fraudulent behavior um, and find out that they really um, are not as noble and virtuous as they thought, as you thought. Hmm. Uh, verse 3, why did Judas go to the chief priests? Yeah, it's verse 3, right? Then Satan entered Judas, surnamed Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. Um, this connects well with what you heard yesterday in our preaching and teaching um, in divine service. Namely, um, you know, I did that catechesis on Satan or devil or uh, his many names, right? Actually, I didn't even cover all the bases, but tried to give you the broad swath of them, right? Um in Luke's gospel, I mentioned this in the sermon, but it's worth reiterating here, beginning in chapter 10 and working all the way through chapter 13, and then picked up again here in chapter 22, um, Satan is, a, is a, actually a pretty significant figure. Um, Jesus says when he sends out the 70 in Luke 10, that I send you out as, much, uh, as among wolves, right? But I think there was a little bit more than that. Let's look. Luke 10, uh, verse 18, he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning, right? I quoted that in the sermon. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. All right? So that's when he sends out the 70. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, chapter 11, you heard yesterday, Jesus casting out Beelzebub right? The prince of demons. Uh, I mentioned in the sermon uh, a story in chapter 11 of Luke's gospel. So again, just, or excuse me, chapter 13. So skip to, you can run through chapter 12, but chapter 13, there's a woman who's been, who's crippled, right? She's hunched over, has been for 18 years um, due to um, being held captive by the demonic, by Satan himself, right? And uh, Jesus heals him on the, heals her on the Sabbath, uh, which of course is an issue (laughs) for those in authority. He's misusing the Sabbath. You're breaking the rules, Jesus. Uh, and then uh, you'll see uh, the next, I don't know, not maybe not tomorrow. Yeah, in two days, you're going to hear um, Jesus speaking to Simon Peter and say that uh, Satan had asked um, asked for Simon Peter, uh, much in the way of, say, Job. Hmm. So pretty key, key um, figure in Luke's gospel here. So Satan enters Judas, right? Um, of course, we talked about yesterday, what does Satan mean? It means um, a liar or deceiver, right? Uh, what's the deceit that Judas falls prey here to? Yeah, it's kind of hard to uh, get your head around exactly, except obviously they offer him money, so his greed gets the better of him. Um, but they're looking at a way to betray him in the absence of the multitude. Um, so for whatever reason, Judas now agrees with the chief priests and, and, uh, and the scribes that uh, Jesus is... Uh, causing problems here, and it'd be better to just uh, quietly um, get him off the scene, and he's willing to do so uh, for money. All right. Um, so I, I think sometimes we think, you know, Judas is a madman; he's just greedy. Eh, I think he believes. I think he's, um, I think he's convinced by the chief priests and the scribes that Jesus um, has uh, gone off the reservation, so to speak. Okay, and we'll see more of that as we go forward. All right. 
Um, and then verse seven, then came the day of what? Unleavened bread, right? And what's the key significant feature of the day of unleavened bread? The first day of the week, that's the day the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. All right. And that had been true every time they'd celebrated the Passover um, since they left um, Egypt, right? So Exodus 12, um, although they weren't uh, consistent in celebrating the Passover, as we've read through um, throughout this year, we keep finding them. Uh, what was it? Was it Hezekiah where they had to celebrate it a month late because they hadn't gone through the ritual purifications in time? Correct. Um, all right. Uh, who went to prepare the Passover? Verse 8. Uh, two of the three kind of key figures, right? Peter and John. No James, but Peter and John go and pre- prepare the Passover. Right? And uh, how would they find the location? Uh, verse 10, right? Following a man carrying a pitcher of water. Um, why was the man carrying water? What might the significance of that be? Verse 10. It's, uh, we'll think in the Christian life, baptism is the way to the altar where the sacrifice of Christ's body and blood is given. Right? Christ's sacrifice for you. Um, and they're going to find what? Oh, verse 11. Look at that. A guest room or a large furnished upper room. So we have it called the upper room or the guest room. When in uh, Luke's gospel have we heard about a guest room before? For this, you need to go all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, there was no guest room um, for, the, for the birth of Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verse 7. It's usually translated no room in the end. It just means guest room. Um, that's a colloquial expression that we have to we're kind of stuck with since everybody knows Luke chapter two almost by heart, you know, having heard it on the, uh, I guess on Charlie Brown Christmas or something, <laughs> or just having heard it every year in church. All right. Um, but it is a guest room. And of course it's called here the upper room. Hmm. More on that in a minute. Um, Luke points to Jesus as a prophet. What does he call Jesus in verse 11 here? Yeah. Teacher, teacher. So that's a unique addition. Um, speaking of upper room, like I said, uh, think of prophets. Luke likes to point to Jesus as being the true prophet. Uh, what are two prophets that had something to do with an upper room or the guest room? The attic space, if you like. Yeah, both the uh, prophets Elijah and Elisha raised men to life in the upper rooms, right? Um, yeah, the widow at Zarephath, right, is the one. Or not the widow at Zarephath. Yeah, widow at Zarephath, right, with her son who dies after... Um, taking care of Elijah during the famine. Elisha is with the um, the widow at Sidon, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, and then notice verse 13. It's a lovely note from Luke. So they went and found it just as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. Key words, right? It's the words of Jesus that are always the most important thing, that it is as Jesus had said. All right. Meditation then on the text. Jesus came to Jerusalem to be the new Passover lamb, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Like the prophets before him, he came to die at the hands of his own people. Judas was like Judah, who was eager to sell his brother Joseph for profit. Jesus was sold like the lambs that were being sold for sacrifice at the hands of the chief priests. Just as the Feast of Unleavened Bread marked the deliverance from Egypt, so now it found its fulfillment in the time of Christ's passion, as he freed men from the bondage of sin, death, and the devil. He came into the world, and there was no guest room for him, but now water led the way to the upper room, where he would institute the great feast of the Lamb. So it is that baptism brings us into the house of the church and opens the way for our admission to the new Passover, the Lord's Supper, just as Jesus had told them. 
All right. So this week uh, we continue with the table of duties. If you've got your blue sheet, you can uh, turn to that now. Um, if you don't, I suppose you can just listen, or maybe you know these by heart. Um, we're going to say the last two texts for table of duties to hear of God's word. All right. If you can say it with me, otherwise, uh, I consider these words. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. First Thessalonians 5, verses 12 through 13. Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. Hebrews 13, verse 17. We pray the collect of the week together. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray on this Monday for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism, for all vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries, and for good government and peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. All right. Uh, We pray in Thanksgiving with uh, Jan and Donna, who yesterday celebrated their anniversary. Pray for the households of our church, especially that of Michael and Jennifer, Chad and Mindy, Brian, John and Linda, Sylvia, Dick and Milda. Pray for those who are ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Bev, Kelsey, Amanda, Dan, Brad, Timothy and Janice, Norm, Merlin, Jim and Mike, our homebound, Bev, Willis, Ed, Mickey and Paul. Our mission of the month, Camp Luisimo, continue to pray for our our enemies and persecutors, and we pray with those grieving, especially the family and friends of Ken Nimmer. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things, Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. Um, Let's see. Maybe I can do only the devotion. Let's see if I can do this. Put this up on the screen. Uh... Display capture. Nope, not that. Window capture. There it is. Add existing. Okay. This one. Good. Ah, yes. There we go. All right. So hopefully with limited bandwidth, at least this way, you can see what's on the screen. I could have done this before, but uh, oh well. So it is. Uh, Nope, that's the wrong song. Let's try this. Yep.
That's our congregation of prayer for today, Monday, March 21st. It's good to have you with us here today. Apologies for the lack of uh, video or quality video. Uh, so it goes. Um, it happened like right before we started. So um, I'll have to call the internet provider and find out what's going on. <laughs> You're welcome, Don. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just part of the deal. And uh, not for long, though. Uh, with contracts being drafted, just working on all the details. Hopefully, July 1st, uh, we'll have fiber provided to us. So that will be, uh, should, according to their promises and guarantees and the regulations of the federal government, provide us with 99.999% uptime. <laughs> so no such problems like this. All right. So Lord's blessings uh, on your day. God be with you. And we'll see you again tomorrow.